freaking what up, dude? Um, Strider Wilson, and I'm the host of this podcast that's mine. Gonna be called History is Nice. Friggin' what up, Dank Torians, dude? Welcome back to another ep of History is Dank, dude. I'm your host, Strider Wilson. We got Aaron beasting it on the sticks, dude. What up, Aaron? What up? And we got, what up, dude? We got an extra special treat today. We are graced by the presence of architect and design expert, Chloe Warner. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you. My goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my... Truly. My pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I appreciate uh, you zooming in. Are you in, were you in the Big Apple right now? You're in New York City or where are you zooming in from? Uh, I'm in Maine. Whoa. I'm living that coastal grandma lifestyle. <laughs> I love that. That's the lifestyle we should all be living, just coastal grandmas. Grandmas aren't, get, aren't getting tan enough these days. You know, in OC where I grew up, we got tan grandmas, but in Maine, I'm hoping there's some good tan grandmas up there. Just there's it up. a lot of pale grandma life up here. <laughs> just house and blueberry pies and eating lazy lobsters. I freaking love that. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about one of my great passions, and this is a passion that you share as well and have an expertise in much more than myself, uh, design, decor, yeah, specifically interior decor. And this passion grew for me when I got a dank ass GF and now a dank fiance. And the great thing about her is that she opened my eyes to, like basically, you know, I was living as a college guy, a beanbag and a lazy boy chair that kicks up. Great. I'm, I'm having fun. When I discovered that what a sconce was, that you could put lava lamps on walls and you could really have fun with that, I was like, let's go. But there's an entire world of interior design and, and really the only um, style that I know about and I'm interested to learn more about is, and we've all heard of it, is mid-century modern. And so... Classic. Yeah. My, my, and... Oh, I was just going to say congratulations on your engagement. Oh. I don't think I've congratulated you, but Thank I'm really you. happy for you. Thank you. I'm fired up on that. I, fre I freaking love love, and I love making decisions as a team. And that's part of why I love furniture so much is because when you're when we moved into our space together, we were filling it, right? And we were yeah. nesting, this dank term that I learned called nesting together. And we would make these choices of, all right, where does a bookshelf go? Or, and what's, well, what's our style and color scheme? These are things I never even thought I'd be thinking about. And now I'm thinking about it and having fun doing it. Um, I learned what about a credenza. And, you know, I love what a credenza is, you know, generally basically a suspended media console. Maybe it's a bastardization. But that fired me up and basically branched out from there. And, um, but typically you find, and I, the only style I knew about, but there's a lot more is mid-century modern. Why do we have this? Why is it so ubiquitous? Why is it so... And I'm like, is there even another style? Like, I can't even imagine... In my, when I picture an apartment, I think, like, everyone I know has got mid-century modern. What's going on? Why is no, that? No, mid-century mid modern is iconic and beautiful, and I think you're right to have a passion for it. Um, I was thinking, because I knew we were going to be, you know, touching on mid-century before we started... I was thinking about why it might be so popular. And I think it's kind of the beginning of when um, furniture started to be made by machines instead of uh, being made by hand. Oh. And so the really good examples of mid-century modern 
have, um, you know, they have um, clean lines and good pure geometry. And the best examples also have um, kind of luscious materiality. Yes. And, you know, there's kind of, there's a point where mid-century can go wrong. And for me, that's when, um, you know, there's, they lose their pure geometry or they don't have any good materiality. So it would just be like a simple shape stamped out in a cheap material like, oh, they think they're mid-century modern, but really it's just like kind of soulless and like disposable. But um, I think before mid-century modern, things tended to be a little bit more ornamental and because they were, you know, being made by hand. So they had like the flair of whoever was carving it or whoever was like putting it together. And you really can't have... um, I don't know. It gets a little bit corny when something is like very ornamental and made by a machine. It just like, yeah, doesn't work. It's like a, it's like negates each other. You know what I mean? And, but you have these mid-century pieces that I was reading about, and I'm probably going to say this wrong. Yeah. Go for it. Ames, E-A-M-E-S, like the, the the lounge chair that all bros have. Basically, yeah, when, Eames chairs. Eames chairs. When you're a bro and you've made it, you've got that chair and that's what you play Xbox in. And so that's really my goal in life. Like if I can define success, it's me being able to game in one of those chairs. But you're right. It has the luscious, the leather, that amazing yeah. woodwork. And yeah. But you do have some mid-century um, designers just basically that these are like the, these mass-produced machine, machine-made pieces are like sort of knockoffs of, but they do a good job, right? As long as they're using the right materials. It's based on, on artistry, is it not? Like... Uh, um, you know, not the craftsmanship of like, say a, um, you know, like a Victorian piece or like basically the elites, if you were wealthy, you would de- decorate right. your home with really nice pieces of furniture, more patterns, more color schemes. It was a way to boast for your guests. Right. Right. And we can still, yeah. we still do that today, but I guess the more affordable way and city living way is through mid-century modern. I think it's like, if I put a big Victorian, like I don't have a hallway to put like a Victorian buffet or something in, you know what I mean? But if yeah. I have that, then I might choose to fill it with that and then I'll learn about it. And that's what I'm stoked to branch out into some of these other styles. And yeah, I, I did a little bit of research and I just want your, you know, your opinion and maybe you, there's any there's a lot of bros listening few ladies hopefully dank gf's listening too of you know what are the best accessible styles that sort of maybe don't you know it's not going to be a bespoke artisan piece i mean that's like that's a different ballpark yeah. that's apples no. and oranges but a piece that's nice that they can get like is there something rustic is it would you ever put anything rustic in an apartment i mean is that just Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I think what's interesting is you're picking up on, you know, not every piece of furniture, every piece of architecture or every design space is going to be great for the same reasons. Mm. And Mm. when we're picking out furniture, putting together a, a room or an office or a store, you know, I think about the materiality and it has to be intentional or soulful or kind of, you know, it has to be something special and 
that was selected on purpose. And that's mm. one. Two is um, like, I guess the proportions and the geometry mm. and like, is it pleasing? And I know that's like so subjective, but there's something about humans that appreciates a sense of balance and appreciates um like at the very least, it shouldn't look like it's about to topple over and it should like have a sense of solidity. I think humans appreciate being uh, like able to understand how things go together, yes. which is like a an interesting thing. I think like, you know how people kind of go crazy for barns mm -hmm. and like they love to see beams and ceilings and yeah, like vaulted oh, it's just, ceilings. Like, so fancy. People love that. It's a selling point in any, oh, the ceilings are vaulted. Yeah. Yes, the ceilings are vaulted. And there's just something I think that like the like the reptile brain is like, oh, I understand mm -hmm. how this is put together. And so there it costs a little bit more when you do that in furniture, because usually you can like see the fasteners or yeah. you can see the joints and it's better or it's more pleasing than just something that's being glued on top of something else. Yes. But you can see how that would be like, you know, it's a little something. So like the geometry should be pleasing. It should have some, you know, something that your mind can chew on that makes sense of it. And then the last thing that is special is like whether or not the hand of the maker is evident. And I feel like mm. what you were talking about, like Eames chairs, you can kind of see there's a style that, you know, the Eames had um, where you can kind of see the hand of the maker. And I wonder, um, have you seen the tulip table? It's a super iconic design. It's like the table, it's just a um, a circle and then it goes into like a little pedestal. And the idea was oh, to, um, do you see it? Okay, you yep. see it. Uh, the idea was to like clean up the mess of legs under the table, mm. but it was, it was like totally revolutionary at the time and Ikea has knocked it off. Of course. Yep. That's what they do. And, but what's interesting is like the original is still great because like both of them have the geometry, which is pleasing, yeah. but the original has geometry plus materiality. And then like, so really what I'm saying is you just need one. If you have two, you're golden. And if you have all three, that's like, a total iconic piece that you should keep forever. That's a win. That's something that you're looking for at a yard sale or something. One of those grandmas over there in Maine's having a yard sale, you know, she gets a little too much sun and then she, you know, she starts putting up the tulip tables. You go, Ooh, let me go and try to score a piece. Yeah. Let me go score a piece. Like, I'll take that off your hands. Yeah, exactly. Grandma. No problem. Grandma. Thanks for that $12 check for all those years. You know, now I'm making that back. The, uh, okay. So this is really great. That's really interesting. And that's something that I didn't see in any articles and, put so succinctly. And it's one of those things where uh, your brain just noted, like it's innate. It's like your brain, if something's off, you go, I don't know why something's off. And it's the geometry. And yeah. I think like maybe it feels more abstract to have circles. I feel like right angles is to, to you know, to more of a layman. If I'm not, if I'm really don't have a taste developed yet mm -hmm. for interior decor, I probably am looking for right angles, which I think is why People like industrial a lot. It's simple. Uh -huh. It's practical. It's simple. You know, then but, this, you, you see, oh yeah, go ahead, please. Well, that's so interesting. And there's something um, I think that's true. And 
I think that's why people like symmetry because it only takes half the energy to absorb. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, I got this. Yeah. And like the brain is naturally a little bit lazy, but um, arches are something that oh. I think people also like intrinsically understand that it's a well-supported shape. And so they're like, oh, like that, that opening or that, you know, passageway or doorway is um, like, that's going to stand if something shakes it or, you know, whatever. And I feel like people like those too. So yes to right angles, but in general, just like pleasing geometry and sturdy geometry. So true. Have you ever had, this is a little bit of a departure and we'll come back to just maybe think of it. Have you ever had like too intense of a client when maybe this might be with your, in your architecture, who's like, I need to be ready. If there's an earthquake, I, I want my whole house to be basically an arch, everything vaulted. I want the furniture sturdy. I want materials. Can I get everything titanium? Okay. I want a fish tank, not for viewing pleasure. So that can be food when needed, basically like a doomsday bunker. Have you ever had a client like on that intensive level? No, I haven't. Those people don't come to me. <laughs> yeah. Those people are doing it themselles They're like, look, I got to figure it out. I'm just kidding. Maybe they're no. doing like an Andy Warhol piece, but it's actually a bunch of Campbell soups <laughs> on their, on their wall. Uh, okay. Okay. Just wondering with that, but, uh, you know, that then your second point of this feeling you have when you walk into the home, right? So the geometry, I yeah. guess, is the functional that also does with, with feeling in the brain, but also your mood and spirit when you cruise home. And I think this, um, has always been in existence, right? You in the east, you have the, your feng shui, um, and then in, in the west, I don't know what we would call it, pleasing. Or, you know, I was looking up this Bauhaus thing. Bauhaus, yeah. it was this yeah. sort of, you know, World War One ish era, all the way up to like in, in Germany and Weimar, and then you know the Nazis yeah. shut it down because they're bad guys. I can go out on a branch and say not good guys. And yeah, uh, so true. So true. Um, but you have this collection of. Artists, painters, sculptors, you know, musicians, poets, but then also design. And I would like to hear, do you have any, do you have some beef? Because some people will be like, oh, it's just purely function or that's, but that's the difficult thing of architecture. People appreciate Flank Lord, right? Because he has form and function. Look, you have this beautiful house, wow. but it has to have a bathroom. You have this amazing chair or table, but it has to be able to hold up drink up. You can't put it at too much of an angle. It's not going to function. So you have yeah. this sort of thing you have to pay off within design. And so do you have any beef with people? Cause I, I, I come from the camp of very much now knowing that decor is, it is art. And so have you ever had to I mean, have it, any beef or yeah, put anyone in their life. place? You know, have you ever um, put anyone in their place, you know, starting to trying to talk well, smack? Well, it's interesting that you would bring up, you know, the Bauhaus, I, I feel like architecture school is very, um, kind of, uh, leans towards fetishizing Bauhaus uh. and like the international style and it's very much like, oh, you know, form or, you know, function is everything. And let's just like strip it back. And when I went to architecture school, it was very like they they looked down on ornament and decoration. And mm. I was like, they just had this attitude that I feel like was like, it was pretty, it was like a world war one attitude where like ornament is old and we're going to like ring in the new and it's all going to be right angles. And mm. um, 
steel and concrete. And I, I did have beef because I was like, if you cut out ornament and decoration and color and pattern, you're going to end up with one vibe, you know, and like it's an unstoked vibe. If I've ever heard of it. Well, I mean, it can be really lovely, but like it, it can be a little bit severe and a little bit crisp. And, um, have you ever been to, um, that, do you ever go to San Diego? Love San Diego. That's where I met my dank ass fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Love it down there. I, I sense that perhaps. So have you ever been to that, um, Louis Kahn center? It's on the UCSD okay. campus. That's where I went to school. Okay. Oh my God. So, yeah. you know, that like pavilion, it has the sort of like, um, book matched pavilions that go down. It's, yes. you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's yeah. incredible. I never and, thought about that, but it is amazing. It's weird. Cause you just like, yeah, it's, Okay. So I love that. I was just like, okay, that is an incredible artistic, soulful example of something that architecture school, you know, mm-hmm. teachers would love and everybody loved that. And like, it's a, it's like a very well-known and like highly regarded project. It's academy. But I feel like yeah, there was always, it's like the Academy would like appreciate that. The, you know, the, yes, yeah, it is it, the Academy. And it was tough to get but, by. There was always guard, security guards around there. Cause I would try to, and excuse me for this anecdote, but I would always try to, you know, blaze it up with my boys. We'd take our skateboards over there, you know, just look up at the stars, <laughs> post up under those trees yeah. that are adjacent. So we were always ditching security. So it, it made for a harsher vibe. So I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Well, like, I don't know if that's what Louis Kahn had in mind. So no, just, no, no, he didn't. Yeah, he definitely didn't <laughs> expect that experience. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, so, but it is great. And I think it has great atmosphere, but I don't think, I don't think that can be everything. So I did have beef with the Academy because I think residential needs to be able to encompass, um, I don't know, like more decorative, more colorful other elements and when you do just be like oh it's like the only thing that matters is like modern and you know steel concrete glass I think it's very easy to cheapen that Mm -hmm. because um all of those materials are machine produced and when they were first introduced they were cheaper than plaster and wood and all these things so people were just like oh i'm just going to do this and it's going to be modern but really it just ended up being kind of sad yeah and like when it's done without care it can be sad yep yep and it ain't going to stand up to those earthquakes really chloe i'm the guy who needs the earthquake proof house that's me i'm a worried look i got chill vibes but in- interior you know it's yellowstone it's a volcano under here a lot of worry <laughs> i need you know I need to be surrounding some windows, one lookout window so I can see what's coming, the weather. I like it looked straight up. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk a few iconic pieces here. Okay. We've talked about the lounge chair. Um, Yeah. We've talked about, oh, we haven't talked about the Adirondack, which I think is like an iconic rustic piece. Um, um, I love that you brought up the tulip table. It's so funny. That's something that I've seen. That's what's so interesting to me about decor is like, it's so present. We all see it and take it in, but we're sort of unaware of it, right? It's like, so it's, that's how it can go underappreciated, which is what it's important. I appreciate you being on because it's tuning our eye um, and and hopefully listeners will be able to appreciate. And I know that I will be able to appreciate more. uh, Even that building that I spent a lot of of time around, you know, sparking up some indicas. Um, So 
maybe let's talk about instead of um, a specific piece, let's maybe keep it broad. We talked about um, Victorian a little bit, mid-century modern. You have let's talk about some transitional pieces here. Mm-hmm. I love a transitional okay. piece. This is yeah. your this is what I and I might be saying this wrong. I might be wrong about this, but the way I understand it is that's your piece that would maybe go in the hallway. That's where your credenza would live. I like to just talk about credenzas for a little bit. And that's typically a transition piece, but it's being used in sort of do you find inventive ways to use it would be too much too crazy to say, oh, let's use this chair now as a table, which someone might do when they're single or something like that, and that's all they have is a mattress on the floor or something like that and a fish tank and a boxing bag and a, and a, a hanging punching bag in the middle of their apartment like my boys do, and, you know, and then they, their pillow's an affliction T-shirt. You know, that's a sad, sad picture. But they're using furniture for different purposes. Is that what a transition piece is? Is it like a table is now being put in a hallway or am, am I wrong about that? Is it like a, is it a dresser that can then live somewhere else or what exactly is going I on? I think, so I think the word transitional means. Yeah, that's it, what I'm it, talking about. Transitional. Yeah. Transitional refers to kind of a style between modern and traditional. Oh. And it's really, I think that like, you're furniture shopping currently. Is that what I'm? Oh yeah. Are you? I'm always furniture shopping. Let me tell you, I'm always looking how to, I don't want it to be busy, but there are spaces that need to be filled. You know, I've got a little, my dang fiance likes to play piano. I want to get something over there. My desk area still needs to be hashed out a little bit. You know, maybe like one of those lamps that live on the floor and arch over could be sick. An arc lamp. Those are terrific. But you got to have some extra um, room for that. But okay, so I'm completely wrong about these transitional pieces. This is just a blend yeah, of transitional style. Transitional means, yeah, it's like not too modern and not too traditional. Okay. Okay. And it's pretty. It's a very generic term, and it's kind of a sad term. But it, yeah, good transitional pieces are like the workhorse of a good interior designer's arsenal. Okay. So they, I hate, I hate the word. It just seems like it describes nothing. It's like, I'm not this, but I'm not that. It, it, like, yeah. It makes me think about what you said earlier. Like there's no, it sounds like it's no decision made about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like, this, yeah, it's just not too much, but I actually, there's so many pieces here. that I love that are transitional. Okay. So you can make it, it can be a plus. Let's get oh, yeah. into a little bit of here. And this is always a tough space. It's like you look, you watch poetry these days, which there's some sick poetry. I'll watch it on YouTube. Um, Wait, you watch poetry? Yeah. Oh, like slam poetry or um, stuff like that. Or me, my boys, Chad, JT, and I, we like to write poems sometimes and just, you know, chill. So it's pretty wow. sick. Yeah. Um, That's sometimes they'll, and most of them should never see the light of day, but, you know, we have safe spaces <laughs> for that. Yeah, um, we are. Is there, what's your take on postmodern? in contemporary it seems like it's always in flux i feel like it's Mm. most bothersome because maybe to me and this might be a snobbish point of view on my behalf admittedly so where when you have new art new artists the good the good thing about the old is it's accepted it's others have put it in their homes we've we've accepted these things and people have done it and we go "Ooh, that's a taste that i've seen and 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 there and it's derivative but it's safe with postmodern or contemporary, maybe you're taking a bigger risk and you mm-hmm. are maybe investing in a new artist. And sometimes for me, I go, like I think about contemporary postmodern, like the house in Beetlejuice, the movie, 
or my God. I, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. I think about that, but it's kind of cool looking, but it's like, it's bothersome to me. So how does postmodern still check these boxes of geometry and, and I don't know, I, I feel uncomfortable when I walk into a postmodern house, but are there people that, there must be people that enjoy well, it. I think for postmodern, and I think what we mean is like the now yes. and like, how do you, how do you avoid being like so brutally like beetle juicy? Yes. Um, trendy. So I think, I think like something I feel is my responsibility is to support living artists and living artisans. Love that. And so it is a little bit of a risk and sometimes I'm guilty. I'm like, I like stuff that looks new and like can be, I, I don't always pick the perfectly timeless thing from like what is new, mm -hmm. but I think that like it's exciting and worthwhile and like we have to do it. If we want working artists in this society, you have to buy their stuff. Yeah. And so you have to pay them. And so yes, you pay attention or you have a good real, you know, if these people are thoughtful and smart, then their stuff will stand the test of time. If, and you'll make some mistakes, but just don't get everything from like, you know, your CB2 friend or a, just had a, yeah. yeah. Who is, not everything should be brand new, but. I like that. You, know, it, you want this eclectic mix, nothing too eclectic, but you want a few items that are artisan would be nice to have. Who, is there anybody right now that you in, enjoy their work, especially? I mean, oh my I wouldn't know this name. Like, you know what I mean? To me, it's like all progressive. I don't know, but if maybe there's something I cool to look up. I have a perfect example for you. Um, she is, she's a European, um, furniture maker and artist, and her name is Sabine Marsalis. Nice. And her, I feel like she first came on my radar because she made this table that was like very pure geometry. And it was just kind of like an oval on a, on a weird cylinder base. So it's super simple geometry, mm -hmm. but then the materiality is to die for it's pure thick resin and what it looks like is like this is going to sound inhumane but like a whale has been cut through so it's Whoa. like very thick and translucent it's but a pink whale and it's yeah. just gorgeous and weird and i hadn't seen stuff like it so it had you know the her hand was evident yeah the geometry was pleasing and you know easy to and kind of delightful and the materiality was super special i love but she that. makes cubes really yeah they're just like really simple and they look like candy and they're amazing see i like that. see that and that gets you stoked maybe it takes you back to this you know take childhood you relive these nice moments you can have fun that's a it sounds like a room where you would do some entertaining in or something. I'm stoked on that. I'm also stoked on the materials um, and the fact that, and we should touch on this of, you know, in the, in the past you'd have psychos or like, you ever walked into a someone's home and it's like their trophy room, just like a hunter. And he's got like oh, yes. ivory and tusks. Yes, I grew up like, in Montana. Oh, jeez, oh Louise. People do it. <laughs> Bearskin rugs. I'm like, how much of that do you see this day? Are people requesting also the lack of authenticity? Like if there's a dude who's like a, you know, 
a like a software engineer and he's like i want a i want a polar bear rug it's like dude i don't know if you should have that it's like you you need like i'm like you should if you haven't wrestled that polar bear to the ground yourself you don't you haven't earned that piece of decor you know what i mean like how much of that are you seeing how much animalism are you seeing in in decor these days i would say that trend is on its way out good my the craziest though was this friend i had in high school her parents were like insane hunters and remembering it i'm like was this even legal because they had a a monkey who was yeah poised to hold a bowl and then like taxidermy yeah it was like a monkey posed as a butler holding a bowl and they put it candy in it oh my gosh oh my god there's the nearest door out uh Was the bathroom by the exit? I was like, that is not right. Like, what are we doing here? What is going on with your parents? Oh, yeah, exactly. What is the deal? Yeah, you remember, yeah, you're growing up, you always had like a friend's house you went to, and you're like, this is all weird. There's ghosts in this house for sure. You know, like just based on the front, like ghosts like this furniture. So that's something you got to think about is is this inviting to ghosts? Have you ever had anybody, um, like, be like, I need my trophies on display. Like, I need my high school wrestling trophies all on display oh. in here. Like, not even a trophy room. Like, first thing you see when you walk in, second place, Iowa wrestling. Like, anybody, like, like I would call that, like, uh, post, post-contemporary fragile ego t- egotism. Uh, do you have anyone with that type of... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we can, we can make that work. Predilection. Just... Yeah, exactly. Do you like... Yeah, have you been... <laughs> Have you run into any instances, and maybe this is more personalized here, where you've had like, where you've been like, this choice is so wrong, but you kind of just have to be like, we'll make it work, I guess. I mean, I I do like to make stuff work. I'm trying to think if there's an example of when it just really didn't work. And I was like, we just got to back away because there's no, yeah, there's no fixing this. And, you know, at the end of the day, like it is a client's house and they yeah. are as Ronald, like, yeah. I feel like if they they're want the a, decider. Yeah. If they want a Petri like, dish, that's an iguana's mouth open, then I guess that's what they have to have. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm offering my best and highest suggestions for like what the house wants to be. But if they want that yeah. weird thing, then like that they are the ones who has, who get to live there. I love that. And speaking of, and I, I appreciate all the time you've given us today and especially everything we're taking away here. And before um, you head out, because I know you're busy, um, what would you, and this is sort of like, you know, when you ask a doctor, right, for unsolicited advice, I'm sort of like, what, what are you saying? They're always like, just drink water, get some sleep. Uh, <laughs> what would you say someone has an empty space or an apartment and they got to, maybe a couple, maybe this is just what I'm speaking of. What are the your basic pieces or what would you lean into is it mid-century modern or would you depart from that? What is just a basic go-to, kind of can't go wrong, maybe checks those boxes of geometry, that nice feeling, and if you can, and I know it's a tough ask of the artist's touch, that's because that's going to take you usually a, a, a higher price range, But so you might not get that third box, but if you check those first two, how are you going to do it? I mean, I've been trying to do it mm-hmm. through West Elm, CB2, you know, yeah. I, um, what would you say is a good route to go to someone who doesn't know, especially there's a lot of dudes out there that don't know. And I'm one of them. 
Wow. Um, hmm. I mean, I mean, I hate. So I would feel like you could go to Cherish, which okay. is you know the um, it's resale furniture. Do you know that website? No, but I'm writing it down. You better believe that. That just got memory banked. Because I'm going to impress um, my fiance with this. No, we'll um, we'll contact them. I, they are. It's an amazing website, and they vet the stuff, so it's like better than you know a Facebook marketplace. And some of the stuff can be expensive, but some of it is very very high end. And I think I think something that you can't go wrong with is kind of um, lamps. Mm-hmm. Because they are, you always need lighting at many different levels. You know, you need your overhead, you need your eye level, and you need your table level. Mm -hmm. And so, like, people need more light than they think they do. If you go wrong with a lamp, it's not the end of the world. And you can pick something that has geometry that pleases you, a material that you feel is special and is, like, perhaps bringing in a color or a texture or something to your life yes. and you know it's functional and it it's like a wonderful place to play and then just like stick with mid-century modern for your furniture can't yeah. go wrong there it save just, up for your eames yep someday get a tulip table that's what I, we and, you know we tried a tulip table uh, but it was a knockoff one it was uneven though yeah. we had to get rid of it but so you do need I mean, the materials you do need the right we tried it but it just, the functionality wasn't there but that's good that's no. great advice yeah and then Maybe paint your room a dark color someday. Do you? How do you feel That's, about an accent wall? Mm, I I don't feel good about an accent wall. Okay, no, so in my I office asked. is like we famously are just like no, just do the whole thing. Okay, if it's a good enough color, you just do the whole thing. Yeah, why are we quarter asking it? Excuse, part of my French. You know what I mean? You got four walls, so why are yeah. we doing that? Um, <laughs> and before you leave, what do you think about plants? What do you think about oh, plants indoor? Because that kind of gets me stoked. I like plants. Think about we've, oh we've let's balance it out. We've talked about people decorating with dead animals, which we don't like. But how do we feel about live yeah. plants? It's incredible. They're bringing they're bringing in oxygen. Yep. And like they add so much atmosphere. They're incredible. And I, like full full. Uh, plant approval. Couldn't agree more, especially in SoCal. I mean, it's dry here. You, we use the succulents, you know, and I tell all yeah. my bros, first thing I do, whenever they move in, I get them a snake plant. It's easy. My, what's a snake plant? Snake plants like that straight up, like jagged oh, looking yeah. one, you know, vertical. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you can't take care of a snake plant, then you got problems because it's pretty much impossible to kill. You just got to water it like once a month. And if you're forgetting to, do, for forgetting to do that, then I don't know how you're paying your rent. You know? It's on them, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at that point. Um, awesome. Chloe, thank you so much for everything. Is there anything I'm missing? Anything you want to leave us with? Um, anywhere listeners can find your work or um, anything that you want to share before, before you head back out into the workday. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, no, this is so much fun. I like... I didn't, I didn't know where our conversation would go, but this is like the big stuff. This is, yeah. we did it. And yeah, my, I mean, my website is Redmond Aldrich Design and it's, we have some really good projects there and, you know, we're on Instagram. I love doing that. Stuff. Gotta be on Insta. 
gotta be on Insta. I'll share the links stuff all the time. A hundred percent. It's, it's a job. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but you have, yeah, I've, I've followed you on Insta and you do post legit stuff. And I was honestly honored and, you know, we were put in, in touch through a mutual friend, but also, you know, you did mention that I had a dank credenza, but I had to, I had to part ways with it cause it didn't fit the space because where it would have gone is in a non-functional fireplace. Everything in my building is electric. So we have um, a fireplace, but because of code, it doesn't work. So, you know, what can you do? Sorry. What can you do? Um, but still fired up. Um, so stoked to have you on. So stoked to be sharing about, um, decor and your expertise of not only, um, interior decor, but architecture. Um, so stoked on, on everything in you, um, coming here, spreading your knowledge to myself and the Dectorians. So thank you so much. It is my honor. Thank you so much. I can't believe how much fun I had. Thank you. Oh, I had a blast. And you know, I'm going to go back and, and, you know, apologize if I say this, but, uh, got to go back and and blaze a bowl next to that building at UCSD. Now just char one down and, and remember. And so, because that's a new way, that's a way that I will experience it. You know, much like, um, Kandinsky said, who was a member of the Bauhaus of, of, you know, he wants to just put on canvas something from the the interior of the artist straight onto the canvas for the viewer to experience it. I think that's what I'm going to do while I look at that building and really take it in. So that's going to be sweet. I think that, yeah, I think Louis Kahn would approve of that. You know, Louis he wanted people. So he wanted people to feel awe. And I think if you go there and feel awe, you will be honoring the spirit of the architecture. <sighs> I'm going to go there and feel awe for sure when I see that. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that, Chloe. And thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful rest of your week and um, hope to chat with you again soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Let-